What up, everybody? Oh my god, I was gonna say what up too. Wow. <laughs> so, if you haven't already guessed, today we come to you with a little bit more of a relaxed Laid atmosphere. Chilling. Laid back. Like a villain. This is Make New Friends. <laughs> it's a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. But we're, you know, today it's it's casual, so that's why I did the intro. <laughs> Super cash, so Super cash. cash. Let us know if you want us to switch it up. If you want Cece to do the intro every once in a while, I like doing the outro, and I like hearing your intro. Hey there. Thank you. <laughs> Hey there, kids. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that. Let's well, not say kids again. That sounded creepy, but, you know. That's okay. So, Mary, I uh, I heard we have some questions that need some answers. Yep. Today we're doing a Q&A for your ears. Nice, yeah. We have gotten questions from all over the place, from Twitter, from Facebook, from our email. And so we're going to cover the whole gamut of things and... The questions, I think, are pretty varied as well. Yeah, I was looking through them, and I actually, I'm really excited because I think um, they're not all, like, pretty similar, um, and I think they're actually really good questions, so I'm excited to answer them. Right. And if we answered your question, please let us know if we answered it efficiently, and you can follow up, and when we do another Q&A down the road, maybe we can, if it's a specific situation, we can get an update and see if our answers helped or if you need more help we're always here for y'all yeah um another thing we should probably mention at the start of this is like we are not professionals so uh you know take our advice with a grain of salt we're just speaking from like our personal experience and what we've learned after recording about like 12 episodes worth of podcasts on the subject of friendship so yeah yeah and with that disclaimer in mind Every episode, take our advice and commentary with a grain of salt because we're not psychology today. We're just two girls in our bedrooms. Uh, If only we were psychology today. Uh, What about psychology tomorrow, you know? Oh, that could be a good (laughs) podcast episode. Make new friends, psychology tomorrow, where we like make up the future of friendship. I don't know, just brainstorming here. I can't even picture that, but let's, let's, uh... Let's reel it back in. Let's get into those. Let's get into those questions. Do you want to start out with one? Sure. So the first question um, we have is from Nikita Harkin, and she asks us to define friendship. This is always something I find really interesting to hear from people. Hmm. And I decided that I think we should start with this one because it's a good basis but also i don't know if we ever actually defined it in like the first episode yeah i'm trying let me just like look through our notes and see if (laughs) we put a definition uh mm. Mm, no i don't think we ever defined it yeah i think we have defined it in terms of like our conversations Mm -hmm. have flushed out what it is but we've never like had a you know webster dictionary definition for it very true but i think this is also a good question because defining something is really important especially in academia so like if say you're writing a paper on community or something you can't just write about community you have to really put parameters about what community is what you're defining it as because if you're defining it a certain way 
and someone else is defining it another way, then like the research will be a lot different and people will read it differently. So do you want to take a stab? Ooh, okay. Yes, teacher. I will answer the question. So um, I think for me, friendship is a bond between two people, like to start with. That's just what I'm saying. As a bond between two people um, that is strengthened through defining moments. <laughs> this sounds a lot like cooler when I say it out loud, but <laughs> <laughs> but basically um, there's trust, there's honesty, loyalty, um, kindness. And I think those are, like, what I would say define a friendship. Like, if you have those qualities, you have a a friendship. Yeah, I think that's – I'll leave it at that. Yeah. What do you think? I would agree to that definition. I would also add it's a bond between two people that also have shared interests and Mm. shared experiences – because I really don't think many friendships can grow without those, like, bedrock situations. Yeah, I think without those, it's kind of just like, it, what do you talk about? <laughs> you know, you're just like, right. I trust you. I am loyal to you. And that's that's it. <laughs> but I think loyalty is a really good term to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, loyalty and kindness, again. Because as we've talked about in many episodes, kindness isn't always there. And if it's not, then there's something wrong. Yes. Even if you do call yourself friends. Um, Because I definitely don't think you can be friends even if you just call yourself friends, you know? Mm. There has to be a little bit extra. Yeah. There's always got to be some extra. Um, I agree. Is there anything else you want to add? Do you think that friendship needs to be a mutual situation? Yes. Do you think that's included in the definition that, like, it has to be mutual on both sides? I mean, we've said this countless times. Friendship is a two-way street, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Take a shot, everybody. Down the This is our relax episode. (laughs) Oh, don't forget. You got to squash that beef. (laughs) Next question. Do you want to handle And thank you, Nikita, for your question. Yeah, thank you. Um, Okay, so the next question is from Sam Cummings uh, at P Thoughtful Blog. And Sam asks, do you think siblings make good friends? I am besties with mine, but I know some people aren't. And Mary, you and I, we both have two siblings. So do you want to answer this question? I'm going to go with... I mean, it depends on your situation. I do think that your siblings can be good friends. They just aren't in mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, My siblings and I are not friends. We're siblings. Like, I love them. But uh, I, like, I'll hang out with them. But I wouldn't really, like, choose to. And we also run in very, very different friendship circles. So, like, their, I don't know, their consideration of a friend is quite different from mine, I think. Or they just like different kinds of people. But on top of that, we are going to have an episode on this. So we'll go way into this topic. But would you like to answer it? Yeah. um, We'll definitely cover more of like, uh, more like research based. But this is just kind of like our experience right now. So I have two brothers, one older, one younger. And we're all about like a year and a half apart from each other. So we're pretty close in age. And 
I don't know. I feel like currently I'm not super close with my siblings, and I think that's mostly down to literally being separated by distance. Um, but I know that uh, if we were in the same sort of place, I don't think that we would be necessarily friends. We would be friendly and, you know, the whole, like, sibling love, blah blah blah, and also sibling rivalry <laughs> is definitely a thing. Um, but no, I'm not, like, really friends with them, but on the other side of it, like, my husband, his sisters are all really close with each other, and they, like, hang out a lot and everything like that, and coming from my point of view, I find that so, like, jarring, because I'm like, what? Your, your friends are your, your, are your family? Like, that's so weird. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think we'll leave it at that, because I don't want to, like, give away all, all our stories before we actually do the episode, but, right. um, I think it's possible to be friends with family members, but I, I wouldn't say, in my case, that my siblings make good friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I do have family that is quite close. My cousin, I would say, is, like, one of my best friends, mm -hmm. but she's not my sibling. Yeah. Uh, she's just a family member. And, like, honestly, right now in my life, like, if I had to pick a maid of honor, I would pick my cousin over my sister, but <laughs> oh. yikes, I know, everybody. <laughs> I, I just, okay, can I just put it out there that I hate that, like, you're expected to have your, like, if you have a sister, mm -hmm. you're expected to have that sister as your maid of honor. Like, I just think that's crap. Yeah. Like, I know my sister, she's not going to do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. I feel like these days it's pretty common in, like, a wedding setting to include uh, your siblings in the wedding party, not necessarily as, like, your maid of honor or best man, but have them in that group, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't have any sisters, so it's, uh, I didn't have that problem. <laughs> well, thank you for the question, Sam. Our next question is from R.C. Beeler, and that's at R.C. Beeler. <laughs> and he says, uh, or he asks, what do you think the key is to maintaining strong friendships even when you don't talk too often? Mm. Um, that one's tough because, like, we've said this so many times, like, communication is key uh, to, like, having a strong relationship with a friend um but if you're not talking I'm gonna assume that he means like having conversations regularly and staying in touch like that way um I would say that in order to keep that friendship level sort of at the same or near where it used to be I think you've got to check in every now and again and I think make sure that your values are still the same because like over time people change and drift apart and someone you went to elementary school with might be completely different by the time you reach high school like I'm not friends with anyone from elementary school so it's okay like you don't have to feel bad about friendships not being strong over time people change and whatever but um if you know you're both busy and you you both have your own things going on, you don't have the time to have a powwow on the reg, I think it's important to just, like, check in, like, on, 
I don't know, Snapchat, Instagram stories, whatever. Yeah. And just see what they're up to so that you're showing that you have an interest in their lives and um, and vice versa. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. That's exactly what I was going to say is that you should kind of just keep tabs on them in terms of what they're doing. Yeah. Which sounds like so like sketchy. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. Keep yeah. tabs on your friends, guys, or else. But just like see where like if they got into a new school or they moved to a new place, um, just like pay attention to those things so yeah. that if you ever do talk, like those are talking points yeah. that you can go off of. And it's not like you're completely oblivious to what that person has been doing for the past year that you haven't chatted. I just want to add to that, that if you were in the same physical location as your friend uh, and they were going through all these exciting things, like let's say they got a promotion, they got a new pet, they went through all these crazy things in life, you would be right there with them and you'd be experiencing them. And I think when there's distance involved, you need to check in more. You know, you've got to be keeping up to date so that when you do meet up again, the friendship doesn't feel like you have to catch up. It feels like you've been there the whole time. Yeah, it's a lot of work though sometimes. Well, sometimes it can feel like there's a lot of work involved. I'm wondering if this question comes from like a place of, knowing people via the internet Mm -hmm. because like i know that rc is someone that i know uh personally and you know him as well correct yeah like just at least a little and i would say that you're my friend rc (laughs) but we don't chat all the time but we're also following each other on like social media and i know that he listens to both my podcasts not just this one so i think you're doing a fine job in terms of keeping (laughs) up with people like if anyone is to do better, it's me probably in this friendship situation because I just am not aware of what you're doing. And so I think that's evidence enough that you should just check in with the people mm. you care about or just your, you know, people that you know and that you like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that was good. I feel like it's difficult. I mean, there have been plenty of times when I've felt like I'm doing all the work and uh, I'm having to carry the conversation or mm. you know keep all of the tabs on myself and on them and it's not necessarily returned and that can be really draining um but i think as long as you know you're both putting in the effort that's the best you can do agreed any final thoughts uh no no we can we can move on thank you rc for the question thanks rc should i read the next one maybe we should do our break right now okay you want to you want to take us out Yeah, so we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and answer a few more questions. Hey guys, it's Sienna. I hope you guys are enjoying this special mid-season break Q&A sesh. Um, Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. We still have a few more weeks left in the break before we come back for the second half of season one, but I'll get into that in just a minute. So I'm sure you guys all know by now, but you know I gotta remind you that we don't pay to advertise the podcast. So if you like what we're doing here at Make New Friends, then make sure to spread that. 
Good, good word. Yes, that's right. Tell your new classmates at school, maybe the janitor at the movies, or, you know, you could tell the world by sending a tweet. However you want to spread the word, we truly appreciate it. Also, don't forget that you can leave us a review on iTunes, which not only helps us, but it also makes it easier for new people to find the podcast too. So it's really like a win-win. So I just want to give a quick update on the live stream we're having later this month. We ran a poll on Twitter a couple weeks ago to figure out the timings, and it looks like the live stream is likely going to take place on Wednesday, September 20th at 2 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you're following New Friends Pod on Twitter to get the latest updates and info on the live stream. And if anything changes between now and then, that is where you will hear it first. The next actual episode of the podcast will be out on Wednesday, October 11th. So sit tight, follow us on Twitter where we've got all the info on the live stream. Uh, We hope to see you there, by the way. I'm really excited. You guys will get to get to know me and Mary and also producer Pappy a little bit better. Okay, that's about it. Um, back to the episode. Okay, welcome back, guys. Um, so we have some more questions. Uh, let's just let's just do this. Let's dive in. So this next question is from Allison Coplin, who is a co-host of Museum Masters, Mary's other podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Allison asks, when you've grown as a person, how do you balance the loyalty to the old friends you don't share as much in common with and the new friends whom you have found? What do you do when you know you can't even invite both groups to the same party? So let's break this down. Yeah. So the first question is essentially, how do you balance the loyalty to the old friends when you don't share as much in common with and the new friends whom you have found? Well, I would say that, honestly, you may need to start cutting out the old friends if you, like, don't have Ooh, much harsh. in common with them. <laughs> I know, I'm going right for the the throat with this one. Yeah, seriously. I, I don't know. Like, I just think, like, if you're having a hard time with it and you know you don't share as much in common, like, it's okay to just not hang out with them as much. Mm. And, like, obviously, don't keep a friendship just because you're, like, you used to be friends. Or don't, like, try to balance it with the people who you've found. Like, I think balancing here is a uh, important word in the question. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to balance at all. Like, I think it's okay for one side to be weighted more than the other, especially if the one side you don't, like, have as much in common with. Yeah, for me, the key word is loyalty. Um, mm. Like, you're placing a lot of importance in the times you used to have with that person. And if a new person comes on the scene, it's kind of like when... Uh, when we were talking about social poaching and like, you know, you've got to do it with a certain level of tact. You can't just go in and just like drop <laughs> them straight away like Mary's well, suggesting. that's not what I meant really, but y'all know what I meant. Wow. Uh, tweet us if you didn't know what she meant because I'll explain it. <laughs> um, no, but what I mean is like, You know, it can be hard to adjust to the new thing, especially if you're the one who's getting cut out and, you know, maybe, maybe 
you didn't realize that you and your friend have stopped having things in common. I think what you said is also very valid. Like, if you don't have anything in common with this person, why are you guys friends? And that might be something that you could work on. Maybe, you know, uh, reconnect, find out what is going on in their lives and uh, see if you guys are still on the same page and just haven't been giving enough attention to the friendship. But if you do feel like you have to balance this loyalty to your old friends versus like the new friends you have, I think that it sounds like maybe the priorities are a little out of whack, if you get what I mean. I hope that doesn't come across as like rude, but I basically just mean like, you know, take a step back, look at the relationship and see uh, if things are all good or if it's not worth your time. So the second part of the question is, what do you do when you know you can't invite both groups to the same party? Um, why can't you? Yeah, I think you can. (laughs) Is it, like, because one side hates the other? Like, Mm. if that's the case, then yeah, I see where there's an issue. But if it's a party where there's going to be, like, enough people from both sides, like, I don't see why not. Because, like, if there's at least a couple people from both sides, those people can just hang out. Um, But maybe this is a situation where it's, like, it's not necessarily that everyone knows each other. It's maybe different parts of your life. Mm -hmm. Because I know Allison is getting married soon. um, Oh, I was And I'm thinking maybe that's what it is. But go ahead, uh, Sienna. I'm glad you brought up, um, like, weddings and stuff because I think that is such a good example of that sort of mixing of the different parts of your life together especially like with your partner's side as well there's like the mixing of two different families and um two different sometimes sets of friend groups and things like that and in my experience like this year I've been to so many weddings um it's really weird and I just I don't really get why why you wouldn't want to mix people together. I've never really understood that. And I think I've spoken before about like one of my friends not inviting me to something because they thought I wouldn't like it. And that's happened so many times, other times as well, where it's just like, I wasn't invited because like my friend didn't think I would fit with the group. But I also feel like you won't know until you try. And uh, I think you know, uh, you you gotta try it to know, right? And, like, it's not gonna, like, end in catastrophe unless these people hate each other's guts. But even then, if they both are your friend, I think that they're going to try to put aside anything to be there for you. And that's really what a good friend should do. So, yeah, I, I would say, um, if you are having a party and you're questioning whether or not you can invite these two different sides of your life, just do it and see what <laughs> happens. I mean, with weddings, I know it's it's more of like a money thing than really anything else. But um, I, I think that, you know, like, just they can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's break it down where she has to pick a side. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I've got a good scenario. Okay. Okay. So... Allison's friend, Billy, and her other friend, Cassandra, they were dating, right? Or they were interested in each other. And they had a falling out that resulted in 
both of them never speaking to each other ever again, just hating each other's guts, okay? And Allison is friends with both Billy and Cassandra, but she's having a birthday party, and she knows that if she invites Cassandra and she invites Billy, shit's about to go down, but she would feel really bad not inviting both of them. So what is she going to do? Mary, do you have some advice? Uh, well, I think in this scenario, since it's only one person each, I think the best thing to do is be honest with both sides and mm. invite neither. <laughs> yeah. So just go up to them and be like, I want to invite you and Billy. Like if it's up to Cassandra, I want to invite you and Billy to the party, mm. but I know that that's not going to work out for you. Is it okay if neither of you come? Mm. I think phrasing it like a question is good. And, like, do it the same with Billy. Mm -hmm. And, like, chances are they'll be like, yeah, that's fine. But then the other chance is that they'll be like, no, I really wanted to go to your party. And then if they say that, then you say, well, then if you go, I also need to invite Billy. Would it be okay if Mm -hmm. you're both in the same situation? And then you can go from there. But I think also that what Allison is asking might not be, like, that (laughs) similar to this scenario. (laughs) That's a scenario where both sides hate each other, and we don't really know if that's the case. Yeah. So I I think, like, the second half of this question is hard to answer when we don't know everything about the situation. Because we'll try to give you advice, but it might be so off (laughs) from what you actually need to know. Yeah. But I think just, like, in general, honesty and talking with the people and um, trying to figure it out with them, not alone. Because Mm. when you do it alone, you're bound to, like, miss something and hurt someone. So if they're part of the conversation, then it could be easier to resolve things. I totally agree. It's a tricky question to answer when we don't have all of the specifics. Yeah. But but it's a really good question. Yeah. Thank you for leaving it, Allison. <laughs> Do you want to read the next one? Yeah. Next question we have is from Paul Roth. And he asks, have you done an episode on whether the U.S. and the U.K. are really friends or something else? Friend of me, God, still can't say that word. Uh, FWBs, I have no idea what that is, to be honest. Friends with benefits? Oh, yeah, okay. Friends with benefits or awkward neighbors. So I'm assuming Paul means like in a political sense? I think, yeah, on a political sense, but also just like I think a general sense, like how like an American would be like, oh, our closest friends are the uk like our closest allies i don't know if that's really true i don't i don't know either i mean oh man this is such like a loaded question like i'm pretty sure the uk right now is like i don't want anything to do with the u.s yeah but also like certain prime ministers yeah you know guys it's just not great right now It's just not good. But I I do think that this is a really interesting question and it takes like the idea of friendship to a different level um, because obviously we've been thinking about people. Mm. So when you think about like more um, institutions or like ideas, whether ideas or institutions can be friends, Mm. I think that's a cool conversation to have. We have not done an episode on that. That was the question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't think it's something that we would not do either. I think, I mean, just me personally, I know, Mary, you're very into politics and history and all of that great stuff. Um, But I, however, am 
I'm I'm a lot simpler. Um, <laughs> I, I like the person-to-person aspect of friendship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever do this, but I guess we can kind of discuss it now, or I'll discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I think that between the U.S. and the U.K., like, on a general civilian level, yes. I think, like, anyone in the U.S. or in the U.K. would be like, yeah, like, we're friends, like, we're allies, um, and I think being allies can be friendship, but it also can just mean being allies. Um, there doesn't have to be, like, a special relationship. And sometimes that's the term that's used between the UK and the US. Mm-hmm. They have a special relationship. And this dates back to the Revolutionary War and the fact that our nation was founded out of the UK. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities. A lot of the UK digest u.s media and u.s culture and ideas and so oh my god the reruns of big bang theory are you kidding me (laughs) make it stop (laughs) so i think that is another level of the conversation but i think that right now in our current political climate it depends on who you ask so if you're asking government officials in the UK, I would say that they kind of disregard the special relationship. I'm doing air quotes, special relationship, <laughs> because the fact that our government is, the US government is in um, some some hot water right now. It's <laughs> trying to figure itself out, <laughs> if you will. Um, but also the fact that if you think about the relationship the UK has with other nations um, and other entities so like the eu also not a good friendship right now with the uk but like people from the eu can freely move into the uk that is not something that people from the u.s can do and the fact that like people who live in a commonwealth country have that connection of um being more recent than the u.s colonial relationships And a lot of them are English-speaking. So if you think of Australia and Canada, both of those places have a little bit more of a standing than the U.S. does in the U.K.'s eyes. Mm. So, like, if you're going to school, and obviously I know a lot of this stuff because I went to school in the U.K., but if you're going to school in the U.K. and you come from Canada or Australia or India or a Commonwealth country, then you are privy to more uh, scholarships and better opportunities than if you come from a country that is not a commonwealth country and the U.S. is not. So there is definitely levels to it. I think like on a geopolitical scale, uh, then yes, the relationship is the strongest between the U.S. and the U.K. But when you get down into like the nitty gritty, it is not. Mm. And there you go. That is the answer. (laughs) Wow. I think that was a great answer. I really like talking about this kind of stuff, if you couldn't tell. I know you do. It's crazy. Um, Well, thanks, Paul, for that question. I hope Mary did it justice. (laughs) So we've got one more question. Uh, It's more like an advice question. Um, So basically, Johnny Powell has sent us an email, and I kind of went through it, and I I picked out some questions for it that I think we can answer. Uh, So... Johnny says, when you've gotten past the initial conversation, I always worry about maintaining the friendship. And he asks, how do you get past all of the millions of excuses and worries that come into your head when a friend asks to hang out? And then he also asks, am I ghosting them by essentially making up these excuses to not hang out with them? Um, What do you think? I don't think you're 
ghosting them if the relationship is like super new mm-hmm. because you're probably both having the same insecurities. Yeah. And especially the fact that, like, if you're in a situation where you're like, oh, I should be hanging out with this person. Oh, I need to talk to them. If they're not also talking to you back, like, do you consider that ghosting? Are they ghosting you? Ooh, I like how you flipped the script on that one, Mary. (laughs) I do try. I do try. (gasps) That's good. I think that's a a valid point. And I I hadn't thought of, like, oh, well, are they ghosting you if they're not doing the same? Um, I go through this a lot. And actually, in therapy as I talk about so much these days in therapy um I've had to deal with those worries a lot and I think someone who has anxiety it's really challenging to get past that point but um it's normal like people are insecure and especially with a new relationship you know you're I mean, me especially, like, I'm always doubting myself and I'm doubting if I'm saying the right things, if I'm uh, doing enough to uh, make the friendship work. And when it feels like nothing's happening or it's failing, I put that back on myself and then that affects my future friendships. So it's really tough because it can be very isolating and daunting to feel like you are the one causing these friendships to uh, disappear into thin air, much like a ghost. But um, really, (laughs) I think if you're honest with this person and if you want to be their friend, you can work through it. It's going to take time, uh, especially with like self-confidence and things like that. You have to build that up and you've got to put yourself in those situations uh, where you prove yourself wrong. Like, I went to a D&D thing this week, and I was so nervous, and I thought, oh, no one's gonna like my character backstory, everyone's gonna hate it, and everyone's gonna hate me. But then I told it, and people liked it, and they liked what I had to say, and they were excited about it. And so I, I was proven wrong to my face, and it was so nice, because I spend so much time in my own head, thinking about all this crap and it doesn't get me anywhere it's putting yourself in the social situation and meeting new people and just like breaking out of that cycle so a little bit of like therapy stuff there but I think that it'll probably apply to Johnny's question about with like the worries and everything um and like maintaining a friendship shouldn't just be on you so keep that in mind too that If your friend is not really uh, suggesting to hang out, you know, you you both have stuff to work on. So you're not alone in this. Yeah. 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 (laughs) My only advice there is rip it off like a Band-Aid. Yeah. Just like, just jump into the deep end. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, oh, and also another thing is like, if you're worrying about like going out for drinks or whatever, or you don't feel comfortable going out for drinks but you still want to see your friend or a part of you still wants to, maybe suggest an alternative hangout spot or something to do instead of, like, going for drinks. Yeah, somewhere where you feel more comfortable. Yeah. If, like, a bar or a pub or something isn't your your jam. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Johnny, for your question. I know it's been sitting in our email box for a while, so we hope that this is timely and not too late. Yeah. I have a question for you, Sienna. You have a question for me? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's pretty basic. Um, I just want to know how you're feeling about 
make new friends as a podcast, your experience thus far with it. Aw, thanks, Mary. I love hearing, like, questions directed at me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but uh, I've really been enjoying the podcast. I think uh, it's been such a cool and challenging thing to do for me. Mm. I know I've talked a lot about like my anxiety and like having a hard time making friends, but um, I feel like we've grown a lot closer and I think we have a deeper understanding of like where each other comes from and how the other person operates. Um, Yeah. And like with my anxiety and stuff, uh, like hearing literally from you many weeks in a row that like you're really bad at texting. (laughs) helps me deal with like my anxiety in many ways um so it's been really really good for me on the whole and I think it's also helped me feel a lot less alone which is Mm. great because I spend a lot of time in my head so it's really good to know that I'm not the only person that has trouble making friends or has gone through like essentially like a dry patch (laughs) of friendship you know um so it's it's been really good and I'm really excited for like where it takes us, you know, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I just I'm so jazzed by it, and I've been really like, um, like the outpouring of support has been like blowing mm, my mind. Yeah. I didn't expect like anything, you know. It's just it's a podcast right. about friendship, whatever. But uh, it's it's been very reaffirming, and I have like this huge grin on my face because I'm <laughs> just happy about it. Uh, yeah, okay. What about you? You answer the question. <laughs> well, I would agree with pretty much all of that. Um, I think cool, cool. it's important for me, uh, I hate to call it struggle, it's something I've struggled <laughs> with, is that because I don't have a lot of um, like mental health issues right now, that I sometimes can find it hard to put myself in the place of someone who has Mm. or who does. And so hearing from you and kind of talking through things has helped me kind of like realize when I have questions about how other people have treated me as a friend or like general stuff that I'm able to realize the other person more and empathize Mm. more, which I think is just something that I've always struggled with a lot because like I know me and I know my, what I do and what I feel comfortable with. And when someone else isn't the same, I'm like, well, why? (laughs) And I hate that whole, like there's jokes about people who who are just like, well, why can't you just get better in terms mm. of like when you have like mental health? And I've never thought I've been that person, but there's definitely been times when I think like, well, why can't you just do that? It's not hard. But I, I don't realize what it's actually like to be in that kind of headspace. Mm. And so being able to talk about, especially when it comes to friendship, because I do have like nervousness about friendship, but I definitely don't have like parts where it's like my head is stopping me from doing things right it's more of like oh maybe I'm just too lazy today (laughs) like that that's how I just understand it so uh yeah I really do appreciate talking through those things with you and um and I also agree uh about the support from people like it's been so long since I've had something that I felt like people actually liked that I (laughs) made (laughs) because like I started out doing internet stuff like with YouTube and like I think around around 2012 2013 was like my height of youtube for me like my golden age of youtube where there was actually like people watching and enjoying Mm -hmm. the stuff that i was making and it's been so long since i've had something that people actually like (laughs) 
<laughs> or that they like have like outwardly like shown support for. Yeah. That it energizes me and makes me want to do more things because I think for a while I shrunk back into saying, okay, I'm going to do like logistical behind the scenes stuff because like I know how to do that and I know there's an actual proof that what I'm doing is important mm-hmm. where when you're making content that's like art or just on the internet like usually that support or that proof isn't obvious right if I'm like helping with like an event when the event goes on and it goes off without too many issues then I know like it's been a success but when I make a YouTube video and only like 200 people watch it I don't feel like that's a success when I have so many people that I know who make videos that follow me on different platforms and like clearly they're not coming out to support something when I've made it. But Mm. this podcast has actually shown that there's like people watching and people who are interested and want to help and want to ask questions and like that's just, oh, it's great. It's so good, (laughs) yeah. And I went through a similar thing with uh, YouTube and being like, oh, people must not think I have anything worth coming out for you know right right and you're right this podcast has essentially like proven that wrong like we're we're cool people and we make cool stuff yeah (laughs) yeah and also another thing just tooting our own horn aren't we (laughs) toot toot um another thing that i've like loved about doing the podcast is the blog element i'm Mm. like floored by all of the blog posts that we've had. Um, The guest blogs have been so, so good. And it's so important to have those other perspectives, especially when it's just you and me on Skype recording about our experiences and reading Psychology Today articles. Like, we don't want it to be an echo chamber, you know? And we're really curious about this stuff too. So it's so good to hear other people's Um, experiences and their take on friendship because like we are in an interesting period of time where it's like online and offline Mm -hmm. it's not like in the olden days where you know you were a housewife with the other 50 housewives on your block and that's that was your friend group because you were all home it's so spread out but yeah it's been great it's it's just been so good I love it (laughs) I agree about the blog because we're able to get in people who are not like us. Like, we're white, I would say middle-class women from the United States. Like, that's a very particular group of people. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we're able to get, you know, black people, LGBTQ people, um, people who live in the UK, people who live in the US, like, we're able to get different voices that aren't just ours. um, Because like, on a really basic level, we've lived very similar lives. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I agree on that. Yeah. Although I do want to say, I think, like, there is room for improvement on, like, everything, you know, and I think that's something that we want to strive for as well. And, uh, If you have a story, send it to us, guys. We say this, like, every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, in terms of improvement, if there's things that we should improve on, Mm -hmm. like, we can take the criticism. We want to make this as good Mm -hmm. for you as it's, like, as it is become for us. Like, we enjoy what we're doing. And sometimes when we're, like, stuck in a rhythm, um, we don't realize that, like, this could be better or we could plan this a little more. And, like, we realize some things, like, audio we're trying to get better with that like I will eventually get a better uh mic (laughs) and those are things that like 
that will come. But in terms of content, sometimes it could be hard for us to realize what we need to work on. So if you have ideas or anything like that, please don't hesitate to let us know. Yeah, like feedback is super important, especially because we want this to be, as you said, like as good for you as it is for us. Yeah. Right. Oh, I've loved doing this Q&A episode. (laughs) (laughs) I have too. Maybe we'll do another one of these in the future. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) Who knows? Let's just keep saying it to each other. (sighs) Okay. All right. (sighs) Thank you guys for listening to Make New New Friends. Friends. Um, as, as you guys know, uh, you can send us your stories. You can tweet to us at newfriendspod or send us an email at makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have on the website our blog and our show notes and everything, and that is makenewfriendspodcast.com. Um, you can see all the past bloggers. Yeah. Go support oh, them as well. And definitely check out um, the really cool illustrations we have for each episode because they are... Yeah tight they're so good you guys and they're done by so maddie vianne she's amazing yes. such a good illustrator is it at maddieology on twitter yes i think that's it yeah at maddieology also just want to give a shout out to our producer alex papworth and the music by max wallace um okay that's it guys well we'll see you soon bye 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 <laughs>